Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Simplifying the Sod. This is Parshat Chaye Sarah. Uh, we're going to call this Take 2 because we recorded yesterday and for whatever reason the 40 minute class when we uploaded it only showed uh, 16, 17 minutes of the class. I tried to figure out what happened as the recording shows 40 minutes but then when we try to play it back for some reason it stops at that point. So I, I always think when I write an article and it gets lost in uh, in a reboot or something, or when I record something and it gets lost, that maybe Hashem said, hey, you messed up something and you got to fix it. Or he just wanted me to review and be able to do it again. So Bezirat Hashem, we're going to review and we're going to do it one more time. I uh, want to uh, thank everybody for listening to the podcast. It's interesting how more and more people are listening. And really, that's from you guys you're uh, sharing the podcast with your friends, with your family, and I appreciate that. It was funny that uh, my best friend, A.B., called me and on Friday, and he told me how he was listening to a podcast from uh, from uh, <coughs> Rabbi Farhi, and all of a sudden the, uh, the podcast suggested you might like to listen to this afterwards, and he sees my face and, and uh, was able to listen. So it's... Uh, it really depends on you guys to share this. It's a big mitzvah to uh, to not only to learn Torah, but to share Torah and to spread Torah. And whoever gets it, you keep getting uh, zichut for it. So this week's parasha, Chaye Sarah, we're going to look at the uh, the Evid of Abraham, the servant of Abraham. We're going to look at, uh, at Eliezer. Now we've looked at Eliezer from a number of points in the past, but there are 70 faces to the face of the Torah, and we're going to look at it from this point. And I think it really leaves us with a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, lesson. Uh, so at the beginning of the Parashat, we, we read about uh, Abraham coming to bury Sarah, and afterwards he wants to find a wife for his son. So he calls his servant Eliezer. And the Pasuk tells us, Abraham Zaken Babayamim. He was getting older. Hashem blessed Abraham with everything. Interesting, Rashi says a son uh, is Bakol. We also have the concept that it's a daughter. Uh, but we, we have that uh, that now Abraham says, Abraham He says to his servant, the elder of his house, who rules everything. It's, it's unbelievable the. Uh, the words that are being used about Eliezer, and he tells him to swear that by God that you're not going to take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanite. That I'm dwelling among them, but you're going to go to my land, to my birthplace, and you're going to take a wife for my son, Fitzhak. The Gemara tells us Eliezer Ever Abraham Zaken He was an elder sitting in the yeshiva. And Abraham said to his servant, who is this servant? Damesek Eliezer. And the word Damesek, the Gemara explains, is from Mashkeh. That this teaches that he drew from the Torah of his master, he gave others to drink. So we have this Eliezer. He's not just a servant of Abraham. He's the guy who's his Rosh Yeshiva. He's the guy who's able to teach others. He has a skill and able to take the lessons from Abraham and give them over to someone else. The Midrash goes further. It says, bechol asher lo. And the Gemara says that just like Abraham controlled his yetzer, he controlled his inclination, so did Eliezer also control Hamoshel. He ruled over 
his inclination. But despite this, Abraham describes Eliezer as Arur, as cursed. And we see this in the conversation later on with, with Laban. It says, Va'omar el Adoni. So what, what happens? The, the Eliezer is explaining to Laban the purpose of his trip to find a wife. And he says to him exactly what he says. I said to my master, Va'omar el Adoni. I said to my master, Ulai. Now the way that Ulai is written, Ulai means perhaps, but it's written Eli, to me. Aleph Lamid Yud. And Rashi is going to comment. Ulai, perhaps, Lo Perhaps the woman's not going to come with me. Vayomed, Eli, Hashem Asher, Hitalachti Lefanecha Hashem who's going in front of you, he's going to send his angels with you, and he's going to make your path successful, and you're going to take a daughter for my son, from my family, from the house of my father. Rashi is clarifying this word, Ulai, Eli, to me. And he's saying that what's behind this whole conversation? Eliezer has a daughter. And he's looking for an excuse so that Abraham would tell him to turn to himself to marry his daughter to Yitzchak. But Abraham says to Eliezer, his servant, he says to Eliezer, the Rosh Hashiva. He says to Eliezer, who's the one who's conquered his Yetzer. He says to Eliezer, this amazing person, he says to Eliezer, who joined him in the war against the five kings, the four kings, when they defeated the five kings in order to release Lot. He says to Eliezer, what? My son is blessed. He's Baruch. While you are cursed, Arur. And one who is cursed cannot join one who is blessed. Wow. Very, very harsh statement. We're going to try to understand what is behind Abraham telling him this couldn't he have come up with a better way to understand why is Eliezer cursed we know that when Noah in a couple of weeks ago we read Noah awakes from the wine and he realizes what his small son had done to him had done to him and says there Vayomer, this is Noah talking Arur Kenan Kenan should be cursed and he continues Ever avadim a servant of servants or a slave of slaves he should be to his brothers. So Eliezer is descended from Canaan. And because he's descended from Canaan, he has this aspect of slave and arur. He says, Abraham, on the other hand, is descended from Shem. And descending from Shem, we see that Noah says, Vayomer Baruch Hashem Eloke Shem. This is the message Abraham is conveying to Eliezer. My son who's Baruch, you are cursed and the two cannot get together. What's interesting is what now happens to Eliezer. Eliezer then leaves that day on the mission from Abraham. And he's going up to Haran. And the, and the trip to Haran should really take a couple of weeks. But we have a miracle. The rabbis tell us there was Kefisat HaDerech. Kefisat HaDerech is the road shrunk. The road shrunk. Some say his camels were able to fly, jump across. And we see that Eliezer says when he comes to Haran, I came this day to the spring. Rashi says, today I left 
Today I arrived. And he says, Rashi, from here we learn that the earth contracted for him. It's interesting because on this very same day, there's going to be a spiritual transformation for Eliezer. Because what's going to happen after Eliezer meets Rivka? They come and the Torah tells us, Ul Rivka, ach. Rivka has a brother. Ushemo Lavan. His name is Lavan. Lavan el haish hachutza. And Lavan runs outside to the man. And when he sees the nose ring and the bracelets on the, on the arm of his sister, and when he hears the words of his sister saying, this is what the man said to me. And Vayavu el haish, he comes near the man. And the man is standing over the camels by the spring. And what does he do? He says, Vayomer. Lavan says, Vayomer, Bo, come. Baruch Hashem, blessed of God. Lama ta'amod bachutz. Why should you stand outside? And interesting, he says, Va'anochi. He says, instead of va'ani, va'anochi. Paniti habayit umakom lagemalim. And the rabbis can explain this. He, I clean the house. What does it mean? I clean the house of idolatry. You're able to come in. But the crucial thing is that he says to to Eliezer, come Baruch Hashem, come blessed one of Hashem. And the Midrash explains, and the Zohar explains, and let's look at the Zohar. Bo'ure, Eliezer, Eved Avraham, Mibne Kena'an Haya. says, Eliezer was from the descendants of Kena'an. U Kena'an katuv alav, arur Kena'an, Eved avadim yelachiv. And on Kena'an it's written, curse is Kena'an, slave of slaves, you should be to your brothers. And since he was a faithful messenger, what does it say about him? Bo Baruch Hashem, come blessed one of Hashem, Baruch Hashem Mamash, blessed one of Hashem. Reality, completely, truly a blessed one of Hashem. Therefore, it's written this way in the Torah, Mishum, because. He was freed from the, the curse and he was blessed. And not only not only that the, the curse left him but he's blessed with the name of Hashem. And we learned Sheba Malach, an angel came, shel Lavan. And we 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 learned that an angel came and placed these words to bless, to remove the curse from Eliezer. An angel came and placed these words in the mouth of Lavan. This Fatimit gives a beautiful explanation as explained by Rapin Has Friedman. And these words that we're giving this week really are all based on the class from Shivlei Pinchas from Rapin Has Friedman. Concerning the matter, it's worth presenting a precious gem from the sacred teachings of the Sifatimit. Noah, in essence, when he's cursing Kenan, he's also giving Kenan the way out of the curse. He says to him, Arur Kenan, you're cursed, but there's a remedy. What's the remedy? The remedy is to be a servant of slaves, a slave of slaves to your brothers. 
if Canaan is totally subservient to the descendants of Shem, who are categorized as Baruch, as blessed, he too could be transformed into a blessed person. It's a beautiful, beautiful thought. And he quotes the Sefat Emet, Eliezer was from Canaan, and from him it says he's cursed the slave of slaves. And he continues and he says, Noah provided him with advice as to how he could shed himself of the state of being cursed. How? By means of the subservience. He realized that he could not be left to his own devices because he was cursed. So he advised him to become a slave. By becoming a slave for a blessed person, he could achieve a tikkun for his being. Eliezer understood this. We also see that Eliezer the first two letters of his name, the Aleph Lamid, they indicate the name of Hashem Kel, which corresponds to a level of mercy. We see in Tehilim, David HaMelech writes, Chesed El Kol Hayom. The kindness of Kel is all day long. So it turns out the name of Eliezer should be without the Kel. It's simply Yazer, Yazer, Yazor, Yud Ayin Zayin Resh. And we add the Aleph Lamed to his name. A beautiful thought is brought that the letters Yud Ayin Zayin Resh possess a gematria, a numerical value equal to this verse Ever Avadim Yeh Laachiv. A slave of slave, he should be to his brothers. So the whole name of Eliezer without the Aleph Lamed indicates to Eliezer. What's the solution for Eliezer to bring on the Aleph Lamed? These represent chesed. These represent attaching yourself to Abraham. And as a result of this Eliezer, you could go from the state of cursed to blessed by being Ever Avadim Abraham. It appears we could also understand Eliezer had to be blessed because he's the guy who's bringing together Rivka and Yitzchak. He's the guy bringing together the future of the Jewish people. Through Rivka and Yitzchak comes Yaakov. Yaakov becomes Israel. All of us, B'nai Israel, descendants of that, that joining, that zivug. So the Shachan, the one who's bringing them together, he has to be Bo Baruch Hashem, blessed one of Hashem before he does it. Rabbi Pinchas Friedman comes up with a beautiful, beautiful thought. And he says something amazing. He asks why Eliezer was transformed from a cursed person into a blessed person through the fulfillment of the mission. It's hard to understand because we see he's described as Zaken Beto, the elder of the household. Zaken ve'yoshev be'yeshiva. He's the one who's learning in the yeshiva and teaching. We write Hamoshel bechol asher lo. He's overcome all his yetzer. He says, Uben, Uben Meshek. He says, He's the one who teaches the Meshek. He's the one who drinks and gives over the drink for others to drink. Yet when Eliezer says to Abraham, Ulai, perhaps the woman's not going to come with me. He wants his daughter to be able to be the backup to marry Yitzhak. And what does Abraham say? My son is blessed. You are cursed. And the cursed and the blessed. Do not come together. Couldn't Abraham come up with a little nicer way of putting it? 
Abraham, this person of chesed, of kindness, of thoughtfulness, couldn't he have said to Eliezer, listen, Eliezer, you know, maybe they're just not meant for each other. Maybe uh, it's not going to work. Did he have to come out and say to his face, you are cursed. How harsh is that? How harsh is it when we hear something like that? What happens to us? You know, we could remember even as little kids, someone tells you something, gives you an insult, and sometimes that insult could cut so deeply, especially when it comes from a person you respect. We could think of, I could personally think of teachers, principals saying things to me from when I'm a little kid, seven years old, or when I'm 14 years old, 13 years old, and those things cutting into me and having an effect and staying with me my whole life. How much hurt did Eliezer feel when Abraham did this? So Rav Pinchas Friedman gives a beautiful explanation, which I discussed with a friend yesterday. It's really amazing. He really wanted Eliezer not to be cursed, but rather to be considered blessed, especially prior to the Shiduch. So the Shiduch could be accomplished by a blessed person rather than a cursed person. He understood that the tikkun for Eliezer was that he served his master faithfully. And Abraham was was puzzled. He didn't understand. How is it possible that Eliezer, who served him all of these years, who fulfilled Noah's directive to be a servant of servants to, to Shem, and he did it with all his ramach, all his 248 limbs, all of his 365 sinews. How is it possible that he still wasn't transformed? So Abraham concluded that Eliezer needed to pass one more difficult, critical test. This would determine whether or not he was indeed worthy to leave the category of the curse and enter the category of the blessing. There's an incredible lesson here. Therefore, when Eliezer says to Abraham, maybe the woman will not wish to follow me. Abraham sensed that Eliezer hoped that Abraham was going to agree to the marriage. And Abraham, in a way, is saying to him, I thought, after all these years of studying Torah, after all of these years of serving me, after everything you've done to transform yourself, you should be considered Baruch, but you're still considered Arur. And he turns to him and says, my son is Baruch, you are Arur. Again, imagine the humiliation that Eliezer felt. And it's very easy to imagine at that point, Eliezer could have simply said to Abraham, you know what, I'm out of here. After all I've done, after all I served you, Hashem doesn't see fit to take me out of the status of cursed and bring me into blessed. He doesn't take, take notice of all I've done, of all of my learning, of all of my teaching, of all of my serving, of all of my helping, of everything that I've done, I'm out of here. There's no reason to continue. I might as well just go on because if I'm cursed I'm cursed yet Eliezer does not despair he accepts the insult lovingly and instead he thought that if Hashem wants him to remain in this status then that's what's going to be he's going to do whatever he has to do to fulfill the words of Abraham and he musters all of his strength all of his energy and he devotes himself to fulfilling the task to find a suitable wife Vitzchak And so Hashem made a miracle. You accepted this humiliation. You accepted this criticism. You accepted this abuse. And still you said, I'm going to stay connected to Hashem. 
I'm going to reward you. How? On the very same day that he leaves, that he leaves Eretz Yisrael, he arrives in Haran, and on the very same day, Lavan Arami, with the angel speaking through his mouth, turns to Eliezer and says, "Bo, come, Baruch Hashem, blessed one of Hashem." Perhaps, according to Rav Friedman, this is why the Midrash teaches us that Eliezer, Abraham's servant, was one of the nine people who merited entering Gan Eden while still alive. Why such a great reward that he shouldn't experience the taste of death? But we could imagine the pain he must have suffered a hundred deaths when he heard Abraham say to him, You're cursed. And therefore... Hashem allowed him to enter Gan Eden alive. This also explains why Hashem performed a miracle on Eliezer's behalf. The same day he left is the same day he got there, the earth contracted for him. We know that Hashem doesn't perform miracles without purpose, so what was the point? We understand that Hashem wanted Eliezer to be Baruch before he would find the wife, Fitzchak. So on the very same day, Hashem causes this tremendous transformation. You see this in illusion in Eliezer's, Eliezer's statement. He says, I came today to the spring. Rashi explains in the name of the Midrash, Today I left, today I arrived. Today I entered the category. It's interesting. Today I left my status of cursed and I arrived at the status of blessed if we continue we're going to look at the letters and try to understand the bet of Bereshit versus the Aleph of Anohi Eliezer we say is the descendant of Canaan and we said that Noah cursed Canaan Eved Avadim but let's try to see what we learn from the Zohar Kadosh. The Malach placed the words in the mouth of Lavan. And Lavan says, come blessed one. Why should you stand outside? We said it's very strange. He uses the terms, va'anochi paniti habayit. Rav Shlomo Kluger says a beautiful thing. He says, for 26 generations, the Aleph protested to Hashem. He said to Hashem, Alam, I'm the first of the letters, and yet you didn't create your universe with me. Hashem says the universe and everything in it was only created in the merit of the Torah. Tomorrow I'm going to give the Torah on Har Sinai, and I'm going to open it with no letter, letter other than you. The Aleph of Anochi, Anochi Hashem. Rav Kluger is puzzled because we find it in another Midrash. Why was the world created with the letter Bet? This is the language of blessing. And why not with the Aleph? The language of curse. Hashem says, I'm going to create the world with the language of Beracha and, and that way the world is going to exist. It's going to stand. 
So we see that Hashem decided to create the world with the bet of Bereshit, not the Aleph of, of, of I mean bet of Beracha, not the Aleph of, the, of Arura, of curse. So we see here the letter Aleph is, is associated with Arura. Nevertheless, the power of the Kedushah of the Torah, we could transform Arura into Beracha, Arur into Barech, curse into bless. The power of the Torah, though, at this point, wasn't available until the Torah, until Matan Torah. After the Torah was given to B'nai Israel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu opened with the letter Aleph of Anochi. And this alludes to the fact that with the power of the Torah, it's possible to transform even something that is cursed into something that is blessed. We learned in the Gemara, Tana Deve Eliyahu, 6,000 years the world will stand. 2,000 of tohu, of uh, nothingness. 2,000 of Torah. 2,000 of the days of the Mashiach. But because of our sins, which are numerous, the years of continuing in the Mashiach, they're gone. Rashi explains that the 2,000 years of tohu is from the creation of Adam until Abraham Avinu was 52 years old. The 2,000 years of the Torah are from the time Abraham is 52. He starts to teach the Torah. He creates souls in Kharan. We say, The souls that they made in Kharan. Based on this, we could suggest a reason why Hashem named Abraham Abraham. Because Abraham is a father of a nation. But Abraham is father of many nations. We see that uh, that the pasuk tells us the souls they made in Haran. Rashi comments: Abraham converted the men, Sarah converted the women. The Torah relates to them as if they made them. So, with the power of the Torah, that 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 came before the giving of the Torah. Abraham Avinu Kol Kula. Abraham Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah. It's for this reason that Hashem named him Abraham. The Pasuk explains the reason. Now see clearly. Ki Av. Av, Av is father. Av Hamon Goyim, the father of many nations I have given you. But the word Aleph and Bet are the word Av. Av, Aleph, Bet. What's the lesson? He says that Abraham Avinu merited converting the Goyim and transforming them from Arur, Aleph, to Bet, Baruch, in the merit of Aluf, Bina. We say Aleph, Bet. What does it teach us? Aluf, teach, Bina, wisdom, or Torah. We can now understand how Eliezer managed to improve his status. As we know, he was so devoted to Abraham. He learned the entire Torah from him. That he ruled over the Torah of his rabbi. Not only was he in charge of Abraham's household, he also mastered Abraham's Torah. And he taught the Torah to others. An allusion to this could be found in the words the Malach placed into Laban's mouth. First he says, Bo. Bo is Bet, 
Vav Aleph, the Bet, the Vav is always the Vav of connection, Vav HaChibur, and then Aleph. This alludes to the fact that even something that is cursed could be transformed into a blessing. The Bet, the Beracha, is going to turn the Aleph, the Arud, into blessing. Also, we see that Eliezer's opening words to Avlavan were, Eved Avraham Anochi. I'm the servant of Avraham. Again, we use this word Anochi. Why Anochi? Because he's announcing to the world and publicizing the first of the Aseret Hadibrot, Anochi Hashem. The firm emunah and the existence of Hashem. And the fact that Hashem controls and supervises and keeps running the entire universe. We see that Eliezer was devoted to the Torah, which is Master Avraham publicized through the world. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. We explain that Hashem began Matan Torah with the letter Aleph because the Aleph of Arur can be transformed through the Torah. And therefore, it's with this power that Eliezer was transformed from Baruch, from Arur to Baruch. We can now truly appreciate what the Malach is saying. He's saying in the mouth of Lavan, Bo, come Baruch Hashem. Come, blessed one of Hashem, continues. Lama ta'amod b'chutz, why should you stand outside? Why should you be like the cursed ones away? The Anochi, though using Anochi, again, Anochi associated with the first commandment of the Aserit Hadibrot, Paniti Habayit. But let's not look at that at bayit. Let's consider that as the letter bet. He says, Paniti habet. I cleared the letter bet of Bereshit out of the way, making way for the letter Aleph. In other words, after Matan Torah was no longer necessary to begin the with the bet of Baruch, instead even a beginning with the letter Aleph of Anochi, due to the ta- power of Torah, could be transformed. And it could transform the cursed into the blessed. So what's the lesson for us? Lesson is really something so strong. I often meet people who say that they feel that they're not blessed. They feel they have a whammy on them. There's some curse on them. There's a way out of the curse. Even if you just feel it and you want to get out of it. Even if you feel maybe perhaps someone gave me ayin hara. How do I overcome the negativity? So we have one way. Eved avadim. He says, what does that mean? Eved avadim. How could I interpret it? We look at Yehoshua. Yehoshua binun. What does he do? He serves Moshe. They say he's the one who set up the chairs every day in the Bet Midrash. And in Zechut of that, he becomes the leader. He becomes the one who Hashem is talking to. He becomes the one who Hashem talks about my Yehoshua. He's, he, 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 he becomes the, the, the person who follows Moshe and leads the Jewish people to conquer the land. How? In serving Hashem. We're all told to serve our rabbis. We're told to serve our rabbis. It's interesting, whenever I would bring something to the rabbi, the rabbi would always answer, he would say that you should be, that you should be blessed, that the others should serve you, that the, the nations should serve you. There's a blessing when we serve others. But there's a second and even more, more powerful point. When Abraham sees that everything seemed to have not worked 
and Eliezer is still in the state of cursed. He puts him through what we could see is the ultimate test. I'm going to insult you. I'm going to put you down. And if you could accept it lovingly and brush it away, then you're blessed. There's so many stories that we hear where rabbis come to a person that they heard was, was insulted and he was able to let the insult slide and they come and beg him for a blessing because that person goes from a status of whatever he was to bless simply because he let it slide. Two really powerful lessons for us to walk away with. Lessons from Eliezer, Eved Abraham, who goes from Arur to Baruch. All of us should be Baruch. We all are descendants of Abraham Baruch. But if we feel otherwise, the Torah is telling us, listen, these are ways for you to transform yourself. Someone insults you. Someone says something hard to you. It's normal reaction to react. We all react. I remember a few weeks ago, someone said something really that bothered me. And my wife said, he got to you. And I, you could see even from my reaction that, that, that afternoon that it bothered me so much. And I wouldn't connect with this person. But if we can say to ourselves, you know, let it slide. Then what do we do? We become the essence of Beracha. We become the Baruch. Let it slide. But also how? Connect ourselves to the Torah. Connect to the, ourselves to the Aleph of Anochi. And through that, we can be Av. We could take the Arud and turn the Arud into Beracha. And we could be like the angel is saying through the mouth of Lavan. He's saying, I cleared the Bayit. The Beracha is going to overcome everything else. I cleared the Bet. For all of us, the Bet should be the Beracha in our lives. We should be reminded of the Aleph, not Arur, but Anuri, to connect with the Torah, to connect with Hashem, to connect with our rabbis. And Bezrat Hashem, we should do it, lead our families to do it, lead our communities to do it, our synagogues to do it, our neighborhoods to do it, our cities to do it, our countries. And Bezrat Hashem, the whole world should follow. And we should be Zohar to see Mashiach Bimirabi Amen.